0: We live in a world where something is always brewing. Knowing that we are not alone in our struggles oftentimes gives us the strength to keep pushing forward. So pour that cup of coffee because you, my friend, are not alone. Welcome to Coffee with Corey. Good morning go grab that cup of coffee. You got your tea with you. It's a dreary, rainy day on this Friday. And, you know, we need to cozy up with something warm and ease into our morning. So go grab that right now. And we're going to dive right in. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about this topic. So I, yeah, well, (laughs) about this topic. Anyway, so uh, my entire life, like, my entire life i have always viewed myself or have been viewed as by other people an extrovert yeah i was like i i'm very good with people i'm very outgoing i've been labeled a social butterfly people are like you're so personable you always make people feel at home you always are easy to talk to and you know as of late in the last couple years, did I realize I was actually an introvert disguised as an extrovert? And, and here was like the line of demarcation. I was reading and somebody was saying how extroverts are energized by people. Introverts are subtracted or depleted by people. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am actually an introvert because people are exhausting to me. Versus like my husband, so him and I, we we, I have I'm very good at being an extrovert, and just because I'm good at being an extrovert doesn't mean I always enjoy being an extrovert. But because I've been under the mo of extrovert, Chris and I get along famously well because we're both very extroverted people. But actually, he's a true extrovert, and he does get energized by people, and that like sparks things, and he's like psyched to do this and psyched to do that. You know, typical Enneagram seven wants to. all the things but like he is like stimulated by people and interactions and like he thrives for that so like if we are not like participating in community for a while he's like oh my gosh like it's like the worst thing in the world to him he's like oh like we don't even see anybody anymore like what is this about and i'm like yay i haven't seen anybody in a little bit this is great (laughs) and like so we have totally two different views about it um Now that I've realized that I'm actually an introvert. And so, if you're an extrovert, all of these tips are going to help enhance you. And if you're an introvert, disguised as an introvert, these are going to help you. And if you are a straight out introvert and you're like, yep, I want to hide in my hole. I want to be under my rock. Nobody talk to me. This is going to help you too. And so, I'm excited to talk about this because this is something I've had to be really intentional about after realizing that. People deplete me, and I would rather not be around people, and especially through COVID. I was, like, so glad to be stuck home and, like, crocheting and watching reruns of I Love Lucy and reading, and I was, like, totally fine with not ever coming out, like, living on my little compound. Like, I was good, man. And if I could have done that alone, that would have been even better, but I had two children and my husband, and I was like, oh, my gosh, these people need to get out, and I can just stay here forever. (laughs) anyway so some of you might feel those feelings too and so I see you I see you I hope you feel very seen today but yeah so for me I've realized that I need to recharge after encounters with people that it is depleting to me and like sometimes I need a minute to regroup after highly stimulating events when I host a holiday it like takes me a couple days to mentally recover from all the stimulus that I've just inflicted upon myself by hosting a holiday. (laughs) But I've looked back and I'm like, I love the memories that were made. I love that everybody came together and there was community. And so my end goal outweighs all of the minutiae things that I had to process in the interim. And so That's the thing, you know, keeping your eye on what matters about being a part of community. I always love to think about the movie It's a Wonderful Life. And if George Bailey wasn't there, all what the life would have been like for that community without him. And so sometimes when I think about how I would like to exclude myself from community, I have to think like, no, there's something that I contribute that I bring to the table that nobody else has a perspective about or something that nobody else is going to do. And so I need to participate not only for myself, but I actually really need to participate for others. Other people need to understand so that they can have understanding for other people. And so that's the same thing for you. What kind of life would the people around you be living if you were exempt? And so what kind of life could the people around you be living if you include yourself? And so I think that those are really good food for thought questions. And every time I watch It's a Wonderful Life, I'm always like, yep, this is why we do community. This is why we participate. This is why we're here. And we all have a reason to why we're here. And so today's obviously topic is about community, about being involved, and how to do it well. There's so many people that do community and it's not done well, right? Like, I mean, goodness, like we've all been burned by people for crying out loud. Like, heck, we've all burned people, right? like, let's be honest, there has been that give and take when it's come to relationship over the years. And it's hard to engage when you have been burned in community, you're left with this apprehension, like, Oh, I don't even want to try again, because people are just going to disappoint me. People are going to, uh, you know, possibly abuse my trust or, um, my generosity, or what have you, and what are the things. And I'm going to tell you, I'm sure something, someone will disappoint you again. And it's part of life. Life life sometimes is disappointing, and that's part of it. But I'm telling you that every time that you overcome, that every time you choose to participate, every time you choose to be a part of, even when... You're faced with the fear of more disappointment, you're actually building that muscle of courage and bravery. And so I applaud you all that have gotten back up from hurt, gotten back up from disappointment, discouragement, resentment, bitterness, unforgiveness, who have chosen to forgive, to let go, to heal, and said, I am not going to allow this situation, this moment, these people. To inhibit me from living my best life, and so big round of applause to all the people that have overcome hurt and trials and woundedness. It's it's no easy feat, and I just think that people that continue to trudge on, um, and and after healing choose to participate yet again, are just such brave and courageous people, and it's something that we need to think about. Oh. <sighs> So yeah, sorry, I went off on my little tangent, but let's get back to my notes. All right. So the truth is, I mean, we do need people. We, I know, I know. After her, you're like, no, I don't need anybody. I'm going to be fine. I'll be off on my island. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've and i been that person and I've said all oh, of those things. Like, I'm so good with people. I'm not getting emotionally invested anymore. And I'm good. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I 100% get it. But here's the thing is, is we do need people. We need to feel heard. We need to feel understood by God, by people, by the right people. I think sometimes we think we have to tell everybody our life story or we have to be friends with everybody. And that's not actually what I'm saying today. This What I'm saying is today is being a part of community, being a part of a circle, including people in your circle and being vulnerable with People that value you is important. And we need those key relationships in our lives. And then we need to be part of a broader community that we impart and we serve and we join forces and build relationships. And those are people, those people end up being the prospects for the one to five category that you really let in. And it starts somewhere. And so if you're like, I don't have anybody in that one to five close knit, intimate, circle, then I'm going to say like, then you need to go be a part of community and kind of do, be doing some watching and seeing people and how they respond to things. And you know what, you might be recruiting a friend, like an intimate friend, a close friend. Release some inhibition and take a deep breath and realize it's, it's, not, it's not that hard. Kids do it all the time on the playground. It'll be all right. Go have a cup of coffee with someone. Start small. But if you have been hurt and you have been overcome with fear and apprehension of getting back in the groove of community, I totally understand. And there does need to be a healing period. Because here's the thing is you don't want to take that bitterness, unforgiveness into the next community that you start participating in. Because what happened before, you need to digest that and Figure out what part of it you need to own and figure out what part of it you need to set boundaries for in the future, and so making healthy boundaries of not getting over committed too soon or what are the whatever the thing is, right? We need there has to be like an assessment process and a healing process. So if you have been hurt and wounded, taking those times to have reflective moments about your part in it, their part in it, what you need to own, what you need to set boundaries for in the future. So that's very important. We need to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, and we need to be there for people and offer something that only we can offer. You know, there's no one else like you. There is no one else like you. Nobody has had the same parents, the same cocktail of circumstances. No one else is like you, and so you are valuable. You are needed your gift set is needed. Your talents are needed. Your perspective is needed. And so when you realize that when you omit yourself, you're subtracting yourself from the puzzle. Have you ever been doing a puzzle and like there's a puzzle piece missing and you get all the way to the end and there's like one piece missing and you're like, what on earth? Who took the last piece? And you're looking under the couch, you're looking under the coffee table, you're looking all over. And like, that's you. We're looking for you. We're looking for you. You're the puzzle piece and you need to join back into the big picture. <laughs> so, I hope you're left with that word picture every time you choose to hide under the couch. So, you know, there's that. But it's so important. But like how do we do community well? Now that we're like all right, fine core. Fine, fine, fine. Fine core. Yeah, all right. How how are we going to do community well? How are we going to how are we going to go forward from here? And so the first thing I'm going to say to do community well is like there needs to be balance. There needs to be balance. I'm not saying dive right in, but I'm saying like you need to start implementing it in your life and creating balance of introverted time versus extroverted time. There needs to be a balance because if you're all on one side or all on the other like extroverts probably need to take a minute and assess and evaluate themselves and be a little bit more self-aware and introverts need to stop being so self-aware and go get focused on a project with some other people (laughs) and so like there has to be a balance right you have to have the equal parts of this and equal parts of that to be healthy and that's important also in talk about balance we were created to communicate as people you know, we have two ears, we have one mouth. And that means that we need to communicate verbally and we also need to understand audibly. And if you are talking all the time, that means you are not listening. And if you are listening all the time and not communicating, no one's going to understand you. And so there needs to be a balance of talk and listen. Now, have you ever been in those relationships that somebody talks all the time, they interrupt, they always bring it back to them. It's always about them. And so I actually think one or two things when I have that kind of person in front of me. First of all, I think this person is not self-aware or that they have really lacked socialization. Okay, this is someone that needs me versus me needing them. But me participating in this conversation is good for them. And so I'm going to continue to subject myself to their word vomiting. But there's only so many people I could do that with. Like after the 10th person of the week, I'm a little bit like, okay, um, yeah, that kind of thing. So there's, I have to set healthy boundaries to how much of that type of person. It's important that I allow them in my space, but making sure that I don't make it all about people of that caliber. There needs to be balance. Somebody gave me this advice once that the best counselor or the best therapists don't Actually, give advice. They just listen because oftentimes people just need to feel heard and understood. And oftentimes people will come up with the conclusion all on their own of what they need to do if they get to express themselves long enough. And so I try to really be that person in that space, letting people get to it on their own versus me giving them the answer or giving them my opinion. Now, people I'm more in connection with, I'm more vulnerable or liberal with my suggestions. However, people that I'm more acquaintance with, I sit back a little bit and listen to them more so. So that's what I would say. The first thing how to do community well is we need to have balance. That's why we have two ears, one mouth, you know, we need to listen and we need to not interrupt people. That's something I have to consciously be aware of is not interrupting when people are expressing their ideas and really put like a bit in a bridle in my mouth and be like, mm, yeah, Corey, don't say that. Mm, yeah, Corey, no, let them finish. Yep. so that's something I'm consciously aware of. And I think we all need to have a little bit of awareness and make sure people feel like they're actually completing their thought. Because I don't know how many times, like, you know, years ago, I would leave a conversation. I was like, oh, they were about to tell me about something but then I interjected with that and then they never told me about that like oh why did I interrupt them like so like having that those shoulda coulda woulda moments and so now I'm super intentional about not doing that okay but the next thing is is how are we going to do community well how are we going to handle conflict okay you're like, oh, come on, court. No, no, but that's realistic. Like, it is realistic that there are going to be conflicting ideas within community, right? There are going to be disappointments. There are going to be, but how are we going to do them well? Like, are we going to every single time pick up our toys and walk away like a baby? Or are we going to challenge ourselves to like, okay, when I'm not emotional about this, I need to communicate to this person and build a bridge so that we can grow in our relationship and understanding of one another. And so many times when I've been like, hey, you know what, you said this, and it kind of hurt me, or I took it this way. Did you mean it that way? So many times people are like, oh, I didn't really even mean it that way. Or actually, I meant it this way. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's not how what I thought when you first said it. So I'm so glad we clarified. Or like, you need to just have a conversation and you need to do it when you're not emotional about it. And so sometimes I'll take like a day or two and after I've kind of mulled over it and it's something casual, I'm not like, hey, we need to talk. It's not like I'm breaking up with you. No, <laughs> no, like, like, ha- like, hey, you know what? Hey, something happened last time and like, you know, when you see them next and whatever and having that conversation and bridging those gaps of misunderstanding with communication unemotional communication and helping to facilitate growth in that relationship is so important. Now, here's the other thing is, in that cooling off period, you do not need to go to your mother, you do not need to go to your other friends, you don't need to go to all these other people to talk about how this other person disappointed you or came off this way, because you could be talking about something that was not even their intent. And here you are just like starting this whole gossip train that needs to not have even left the tracks to begin with. And so, when you are annoyed with someone, do not go to anyone else but that person. Hello, test, test. Hi. Yes. When you're frustrated with someone, do not go to anyone else but that person. Now, I go to God with people. My like, God, did they what what was that about? Like I talk to God about things, and that's just me personally. But like you like you need to hash that out. Between you and that person, because when you include other third parties, you're building other animosity, you're building negative emotions in other people about that person, and it's not okay. It's not okay. And vice versa. If someone comes to you to talk about someone else, I'm not saying don't hear them, I'm not saying completely cut them off, but I am saying you need to point them back to going to have a conversation with that person. And I do that so many times. Like, hey, did you tell that to so-and-so? Like, did the I don't know if they really meant it that way. And so I'm always an advocate for people to talk to the person that they're disappointed or in conflict with. And... So many times, people have come back to me. I'm so glad you told me to go to that person because, yeah, we talked about it. And then I realized I didn't even mean this. And, and like, oh, it was just a complete misunderstanding. I'm like, good, see? And then I really keep my heart neutral to not get any feelings about what the person is telling me about the, the other person that they're complaining about because it's not my thing to hold on to. It's their thing that they need to fix. So, conflict is going to happen and we need to handle it well. We need to go to that person and we need to encourage other people to go to the person that they're in conflict with and not hold on to that offense ourselves thirdly, on how we are going to do community well is we need to be consistent. I don't know how many times um, people will start participating in a group or start showing up to things. And then all of a sudden, they just fall off the face of the earth. And there were times where I was starting to get entrenched in community. And I'd be like, Oh, I just don't even have the bandwidth for this or I'm those were the times I needed to participate most. And every time that I was like, No, I said, I was going to be there, I'm going to show up ended up being great takeaways from those experiences. And so if you started to participate, show up, be reliable, be consistent. It's going to build your strength and stamina for being with people, building community, and it's gonna help you in a way that maybe in the moment of feeling deflated, tired, all of those things like you don't realize what the benefit is going to happen on the other side of participating. And so join that community group at church. Call that friend. Do those things. Participate. Show up. Show up. Be reliable. If you say you're going to do something, do it. That's actually one of like my earmarkers for telling someone if I'm going to get along with them. If someone actually does what they say they're going to do, I realize they could be a reliable friend. Yeah that that's really how I like scan people for if I actually like want to be friends with them if you show up and do what you said you were going to do like I know it sounds really simple but you'd be surprised how many people don't (laughs) that really weeds out like 60 percent of people honestly so be that part of that 40 percent be part of the people that say something and I get like life happens communicating if you're not going to follow through is so important as well not avoiding it not ducking it not just not showing up no call no shows okay like all right well all right well I guess you're part of the 60% I don't know it's like okay well it is what it is but anyway so we wanted to talk about how we can do community well and then I kind of just want to circle back to how we're going to heal from hurt and I've been reading this book called Resilient by John Eldridge and I absolutely love it and it's been talking about how to be resilient in this day and age with all the things that are going on around us and he says something that was so great that it stuck with me and he said we are not depleted based on one harsh thing that happens we are depleted by a series of thousand disappointments and it is so true we are constantly being subtracted by the one little thing here, the one little thing there, the one little thing there. And now we're like negative 10 versus like hitting like a negative 10 moment. And yes, absolutely. There are negative 10 moments like death, job loss, what whatever it is. I get that there are, but the more majority people are constantly being depleted by a chip at a time, poke at a time, you know, a cut at a time. And we need to be aware of the things that are depleting us, and make sure we position ourselves to rehydrate in some way. I actually just recently wrote a list out for myself of all the things I enjoy to do. And I need to start implementing more of those things because those are rehydrating things like sitting and painting or sitting and doing an arts and crafts or going and gardening or going for a nice walk, and those are the things that rehydrate me. And so I made like a list of like 25 things that I really enjoy to do. And I need to look at that list and start filling them into my week so that I don't become depleted. We need to understand if we have been hurt that we do need a healing period and we do need to be conscious and aware and not be like, nope, they hurt me and I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. No, no. Like they're really... You're allowing your pride to get in your way and not see that you really are hurt. And you need to admit that. I think there's something so simple as admitting something because once you admit something, then you can heal from it. And so if you're still in denial of like, these people hurt you or this happened, I wanna challenge you today to own it, to say, you know what? That really did bother me. And it has really inhibited my participation in community going forward. And I want to change and I want to heal. And I don't want to hold on to this offense. I don't want to hold on to this unforgiveness. I don't want to be bitter anymore. And like having that conversation between you and God, between you and your inner self is so important and brings real healing. And asking God to heal your heart from that is so important because you know what? People need you. Just like George Bailey, people need you a part of their lives. And so my challenge to you this week going forward, search your heart. Ask yourself, are there things that are left unresolved? Things that are left unnamed? Things that you've buried? Things that have messed with your vision going forward? Are you seeing red in a certain area based on a hurt that happened previously? in another community circle? Search your heart. Ask yourselves these questions. See what needs to be dealt with. Put it on paper. Journaling is such a great way of validating your feelings. And then if you've done that and you feel like you're in a good place, my challenge to you is, hey, text that friend. Call that person. Check on them. Make a date. Make a play date. Like, let's make a coffee date. Hey, let's have girls' night. Plan community within your week. You should at least have one community focus thing in your week. You know, join that community group. Go be a part of that charity because you're going to find people that you're serving alongside. Those people are going to end up being part of your community because you're already joined together by a common goal. A lot of my friends have come from places that I've served in. And then it's opened the door for community and relationship and friendship. And so those are my challenges to you this week. Think about those things. Do those things. Get out there. Be with people. Because at the end of the day, you need someone. And someone needs you. I hope you have a great week. Be blessed. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as always, I am your host, Corey Powers. Please follow, share, and review this podcast to help others seeking encouragement. For more information, be sure to check out my website, CoreyPowers.com. And tune in next time for more Coffee with Corey.